Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Betty Robinson podcast. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting me in my little venture. Now, I've wanted to do this for such a long time. And in reality, I could have taken a little bit longer just to make sure the audio settings were perfect, that the mic was set up the right way, that the pop shield was perfect, and that I knew exactly what I wanted to say. Well, I knew if I waited for all of that to happen, I'd never do it. And this is one thing I've learnt over the last few months, is that if I personally don't just go out and do it, then I'll sit and overthink it, and it won't get done. And so this is why this podcast is coming to you as it is right now. The audio might not be amazing, but hopefully it will be good enough for you to listen to and get some some value from it. And that's all that's all I care about right now is that I'm able to share my values and what I believe in and what I want to step into and that people in some way resonate with it. So this first podcast is just an introduction to who I am, where I've come from, why now, why fitness now, in all the things I've, I've achieved and done in my life at 35 years old, why decide to become a PT right now? Well, we're going to get into that. Um, so I'm a musician, so for anyone who knows me well will know that I'm a musician and I will remain a musician till the end of my days. I've studied music all my life, singing is my passion and for many years I invested a lot of time into becoming the singer that I am today. And I lived in London for nine years, had the great privilege of studying over there as well as in Northern Ireland. I was vocally trained by Annie Williams who, if you've ever watched X Factor, is the vocal coach that you see popping up on screen every now and then. A great girl, great friend, great mentor. And everything sort of seemed laid out for me in terms of singing, that that was what I was always going to step into. And I did, and I have, and I do. However, there was always this niggling desire to help people especially women, lose weight and feel great about themselves. In an absolute nutshell, that's what I want to do. I've been on a journey myself. I would say from the age of about nine or ten, I had body image issues. That's quite a statement to release into the ether because... Many people listening to this might think, wow, I didn't know that. Maybe some family members might listen to this and think, wow, I did not know that. Well, know it, because it's true. Um, From a very young age, I hated how I looked. I felt fat. In many ways, I was a little bit overweight. However, I regret massively how it was able to dominate my thinking for so long. And I feel like I've wasted many, many years, far too many years, stressing about how I look. 
and seeking approval with that. And you might think, well, that's very counterproductive or counterintuitive when you want to be a PT and you're all about people's aesthetics. And yeah, I am about people's aesthetics. But only when that person comes to that realisation themselves and wants to change that for themselves. And actually, a lot of what I preach and what you'll hear me preach about is the fact that taking a handle on your nutrition and doing resistance training or weight training, especially for women, the byproduct of that is a change in your aesthetic. But it's what happens internally and mentally that is the real transformation. We all simply want to look at ourselves in the mirror and love ourselves. And I'm not going to pretend that every woman is naive to think that they have to look a certain way. Because from the people I speak to, I realise that that's not the case. As women, we... We know that we all should look different. In many ways, we're not all looking at the Instagram models. We're, we're not stupid. We know that that is not reality. But we just long for a society where it's just normal to be different because we are all different. And that's what I want to press into. And that is what I want to change in the fitness industry. I want realistic ideals and realistic end goals for our bodies and for our mindsets. And so, yeah, so I've come from a very body conscious state of mind from a young age. And as someone who has a daughter who is seven years old now, I'm really conscious of how I portray health and fitness to her and thankfully because she never sees me jumping around in my front room doing hit workouts um or anything like that or running she knows that I'm into my weight training and she knows it's about being strong and she is strong af she's stronger than me <laughs> to be honest um and I'm super proud of that and I want to create a culture of women who want to weight train. And if that's not your cup of tea, that's totally fine. It doesn't have to be. But I feel like with this opening podcast, I need to be very transparent about who I am as a hopefully soon-to-be fitness professional. I've got a, an induction down at Queen's. I'm doing the PT course with Platinum Fitness. And I'm so excited that it's finally coming into fruition. It took me a long time to save up for this course and probably took even more effort to simply believe that I could do it. So I start that on the 7th of September. And so I hope this podcast will be a little bit of a journey in that for me. I'll be able to share my journey with that. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit apprehensive my friend asked me, how do you feel? Are you excited? And I'm really excited. But part of me has that small little niggle that's like, what if I get there? And they look at me and think, oh, she doesn't really look like a gym girl. Or 
She doesn't look like a PT. Because I'm like the rest of you. I've put on a little bit of weight over lockdown. Dun, dun, dun. Like, I know you're listening to this and you're thinking, yep, yeah, me too. Me too. We've all put on a bit of weight. And in fact, I kind of feel a little bit frustrated because I've I've lost weight. I've gained it. I've lost it. I've gained it. We we're all lacking a little bit of routine. That's why I'm so excited to get back to root, to a routine and back to learning and back to a more regular gym, you know, routine. And yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm at probably the same stage you are, feeling a little bit, oh, just want to lose a little bit of lockdown weight. And you know what? That is okay. That is so okay. One thing you won't hear from me, I am not part of the anti-diet movement. Now, little disclaimer, and I have friends who are recovering from eating disorders and I'm very transparent with them and I am flattered that I've been able to help them and I and I believe I can help them in some way. But if you have an eating disorder and the idea of feeling pressure to look a certain way or tracking your calories is overwhelming, like very overwhelming, then I'm maybe not someone to follow very attently. I would take what I say with a pinch of salt and like anything that we struggle with, to seek professional help because eating disorders are real and I'm not dismissing them at all. I do, however, think that the majority of you do not have an eating disorder and you just, you say binge eating. <laughs> I think you just like food like the rest of us. Everyone overconsumes on their favourite food. You know, I had a conversation with a friend recently about pizza and he said, oh, I could never have just three slices. And I'm just like, what? What are you talking about? Who would ever have three slices? You always have an entire pizza. Like, you're a normal person. Um. So, yes, if you feel like you're someone who does have an eating disorder, then I would highly recommend that you seek some professional help. And I feel like I have to just make that disclaimer right now. Because I would hate for anyone to look at how I do things or the way I do things and feel pressure to do that. It's completely voluntary. But I am passionate about sharing my approach to fitness and an approach that I believe is a no-nonsense approach with minimal, in fact, zero bullshit. That's, that's all I care about is communicating that with everyone. So as I was preparing for this podcast, and as you can tell, it's very off the cuff, I'm, I laughed today because I started to write down lots of notes about what I would talk about and, you know, I'd be walking down, this is what I do, like when I'm listening to podcasts, I'll press pause a little bit and I'll do a bit of a walk and I'll pretend I'm doing a podcast and I'll talk about all this stuff. And then, of course, when I get down to actually trying to record it, I've forgotten and I'll go off on a different sort of train of thought. And it was exactly the same when I was recording in the studio as a musician, as a creative. I'm a very spontaneous person. It's probably why I fell in love with jazz music so much, because I was like, wow, I can get a loose idea of what this is. 
and then I can improvise and I love that. So a lot of my podcasts are probably going to be me practicing, processing my thoughts and yeah, hopefully being succinct, but maybe not always being, but I'm a creative and you never know what you're going to get. So maybe that'll keep you on the edge of your seat and ready for the next podcast, because quite frankly, um, you'll never know what I'm going to say next. But for today, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to just sort of chat a little bit about my past and what's brought me to this point. So childhood was full of self-doubt for myself. I very much rode on the coattails of my musical ability and my performing and I was known as a singer and that was my identity. That was the identity that others saw in me. To me, my identity was, well, I'm fat and I'm overweight. And people will say, but of course you weren't fat. And you know what? That's that's lovely to say and I'm and I understand that how other people saw me isn't necessarily how I was. However, when you have had people who have specifically called you fat, you internalize it and you carry that. And there are so many points in my life where, where I've been called fat or I've been told, don't eat that, that's really fattening, which is someone's way of saying, well, that'll make you fat, you're already a little bit fat. Maybe that's not what they intended to say, but as a child, you pick that up, which is why if you've got kids, please don't listen to these podcasts around your kids. Not that you would, they'd be bored to tears, probably. Um... But yeah, I do talk about calories and I do talk about body dysmorphia and I'm not going to be afraid to talk about that stuff because I know I'm not the only person listening to this who has had something said to them as a child or a teenager or even in their 20s or even last week and it's made you really doubt yourself and lose your confidence and if I achieve nothing else in this world, I would love to help women know that you don't have to listen to what other people say and that being strong physically will transform your mental attitude to these things. Um, so, yeah, I, I think when I was preparing this, I was thinking of a couple of instances that sort of stuck out for me and I'm just going to be really transparent about them. There was one time in particular where I overheard someone say to someone else about me, well, she, she's, the, she's the fattest girl I've ever seen. And in hindsight now, if, if any child came to me and said, so-and-so has just said that to me, wouldn't hesitate to go over and be like well excuse me I'm sorry what <laughs> but as a child you know I was deflated and I felt so crap and I carried that around for weeks and months and years believing that I was fatter than everybody else and there was another time I remember I was about to go and see my friend I was on the phone you know back in the day where you didn't have texts didn't have your phone um 
you had to use the landline. I was chatting to my friend who lived down the road and I was going to go see her. And I must have been about maybe 13 at the time. So I was definitely hormonal. Um, maybe it was coming up to my period. I was extra emotional. But I remember just bursting into tears because I was overwhelmed by the fact that I felt really uncomfortable in my clothes. And, you know, that's a sentiment that a lot of older women, women my age, you know, they talk about, you know, I feel uncomfortable in my clothes. I just want to fit in my clothes again. And I get that. I still have times like that. But when you're a kid or a young girl, teenager, and that's on your mind, you don't want to go to your friend's house because you feel fat. Like, that's that's messed up. That's That's not how it should be. So there were just so many moments like that that I carried around as a teenager. Um, and I'm sure if I told, I never told my friend why I didn't come that day. All I remember was breaking down in tears and my mum having to take the phone off me and sort of apologise and say she's not going to be able to come. I'm sorry, she's not feeling well or something like that. And the number of times I cried because of how I looked. Um, and those are just two stories. There were, there were other things that had been said, but I don't really want to go into. Um, and this is not a pity party. It's really not a pity party. I just want to set a little bit of context because the person I was back then is not in any way, shape or form the person I am right now. Because the person I am right now is sitting here in her pyjamas. Yep, I live in my pyjamas most of the time. When I'm not at the gym, I'm either in gym clothes or PJs at the moment. Jeans? When I'm feeling brave. But I'm in my PJs at the moment and I'm just exactly the same as everybody else. I feel a little bit like I want to lean up. I want to lose a little bit of body fat. But the difference is, I believe, is that I don't think negatively about myself because of it. It's just a body. I'm carrying a little bit more fat than usual. Everybody is. And you know what the difference is? I know exactly how to fix it. Or I know exactly how to get to the point where I feel happiest and most confident. And people have said to me before, oh, but you know, it's it's dangerous to to have it, to want to look a certain way and well you know what everyone knows where they feel happiest and where they feel most content and it's not my job and it's not your job to dictate where that is for a woman I want to be the kind of personal trainer that women feel comfortable coming to and being honest and being open and saying I feel shit because I always say this you don't you don't put on weight from one bad meal in inverted commas you don't put on weight from one bad meal and you certainly do not lose weight for adopting one good meal but one good meal and one good workout or one good walk is all you need to get yourself back on track and to feel better 
it's endorphins. It's the basic science of that. We all know, regardless of what exercise you're used to, if any, you know how good you feel after a brisk walk. You know how good you feel after that. I dare say it, Joe Wick's workout. Really not a fan. But you know what? When you get your heart rate up and you get moving, you do feel better. So, so yeah, never disregard anyone's desire to change how they look. But it is our job as a society to affirm people in other ways so that it's not the focus. You know, I've, since the start of lockdown, I've done, wow, three courses in total? Four courses. Wow. Um, and a lot of those courses were about the inner work. You know, wasn't even fitness related. I haven't even started my PT course yet. But these courses were about how do I show up as myself? How do I get rid of the negative self-talk? How do I talk to myself in a more affirming and loving and productive way rather than constantly saying, well, you're not good enough to do that. You can't do that. And I know so many women say that to themselves when it comes to fitness and fat loss. I know what it feels like to believe that you'll never lose the weight, that you'll never get in shape, you know, that you'll never be body confident. The greatest thing I learned was that your body confidence confidence is so subjective. I remember my friend Rafaro said to me about um discovering her bikini body. And she was just like, I've got a body and I'm gonna put a bikini on. That is my bikini body. And my mind was blown because you see the women in bikinis, you see them on Instagram. By the way, I know you're not stupid. They don't look like that in real life. Not really. But we see this ideal. We put it on a pedestal, what a bikini body is. A bikini body is the body that you feel badass confident in, in a bikini or swimsuit or pair of jeans or bin bag, whatever the fuck you want to wear. That is your body confidence. And that's what I'm all about. That's what I'm all about. Um, so, so yeah, that's where I'm at. I've started, I'm starting my PT course on the 7th of September. I've had a real journey when it comes to exercise. I've done everything from the age of maybe like 11, 10 or 11. I was doing Rosemary Connolly with my mum. And, you know, there were moments in my life where I did lose weight. But now that I look back on it, I realise that it wasn't because of the exercise alone. It was because I was eating less calories. And very often, doesn't matter what age you are, too many people think that they just have to eat healthy. If they start eating healthy, they'll lose weight. And that is true in the extent to the extent that eating healthy foods, they tend to be less processed. They tend to fill you up more. You get more bang for your buck in terms of calories. So eating whole foods, fresh fruit and veg is going to help you lose weight because they're not packed with the, the highly processed calories that other foods are that maybe don't satisfy you as much and you end up craving more of. But 
the focus was always on exercise. When I did the Tybo, when I did Gillian Michaels 30 Day Shred, Ripped in 30, like, I was obsessed with those. I believed that that was why I was losing weight, when actually, in fact, it was because I was eating less. But of course, when I finished those programs and resumed my normal eating patterns, things went back to how they were. I wasn't able to maintain this result of this weight loss that I'd achieved. And that's another thing that I'm really passionate about is this calorie deficit. Calorie deficit. You want to lose body fat? You eat less than what your body requires. Now this is not a podcast about calories. If you want to learn a bit more before I do an actual podcast on this, if you want to learn a little bit more about your calories, how to work out the amount for you, and it's all based on basic science, it's not a fad, it's not based on your body type, it's basic science, energy balance. If you want to learn a little bit more, there is a free download on my link tree in my Instagram bio or on my Facebook bio. You can download that, you'll also get the PDF, Clueless About Calories, which explains it a little bit more. And I guarantee you that once you get this into your head and understand it for yourself, the light bulb will shine. It did for me. The realisation that it was a calorie deficit, no matter what plan you follow, whether it's Slimming World, Weight Watchers, anything that has helped you lose weight in the past, it's been because of a calorie deficit. And you'll hear that a lot from me. (laughs) So, So yeah, I'm actually going to wrap it up there. I feel like that's a little enough of a background into my life and where I've come from. I am such a different person, as we all are from the children that we were. Um, as a mum, navigating all this health and fitness stuff, it's very, it's very important to me that the women of today are teaching the younger generation how to love themselves and also how to do a little bit of resistance training, weight training. A lot of women are put off by going into the gym, they feel out of place, they feel like it's not the place for them, well I'm I'm about to change that. And yeah, that's about it. So like I said, um, if you want to go in and learn a little bit more about calories, please go into the links in my link tree on my Instagram bio. You can find loads of great resources there. There's also a tutorial resource where you can practice a lot of the moves that are fundamental to weight training. But these are all videos that I recorded over lockdown specifically for that purpose. So we could practice and still do a little bit of resistance training in the comfort of our own homes. So thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to some more podcasts where we'll be covering a lot of different things and I hope you have a wonderful weekend and thank you so much for listening.